Today, I am sharing a major life realization about friendships and relationships and just people in general. Sometimes people in our lives say and do things that are unkind or inconsiderate or selfish or just plain mean. But before we write them off as a total jerk, I think we should really reflect on their actions and decide, are they a jerk or are they someone that has issues that they haven't worked through yet? There is such a big difference. And as we navigate different relationships in life, I think it's so important to figure out how we feel so we can make the best decisions for ourselves going forward. In today's episode, I'm giving you a blueprint with lots of examples to help you really decipher if someone is being a genuine jerk, like self-centered and narcissistic and inconsiderate of your feelings, or if someone's poor decisions are actually just a function of their own issues coming out in the wrong way. Buckle up. We are having a very honest conversation about friendships and relationships so you can make the best decisions for your own emotional well-being. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. I have no idea how it's taken me to age 41 to realize this super important concept. Like, how have I just now realized this? Like, I have really put all these pieces together within the last few weeks, and it is it's like this huge revelation. It I will, Listen, better 41 than realizing it at 91, right? So here we are today. And the reason why this concept is so essential is because we are making decisions all day long about the people we interact with and who we let into our inner circle. And like I said, this issue is so crystal clear to me now. Now, there are people in our lives that we might not necessarily choose, right? Maybe uh, people you work with or, you know, coworkers or people in your industry. Or maybe there's people that are friends of your spouse or in-laws. There are so many different people that we have relationships with and friendships with. And because people are complicated, they don't always go smoothly, right? And... This concept, I think, is so massively valuable because it is so important for us to maintain a happy headspace and protect our headspace as much as we can. And I think deciphering between deciphering between if someone's really being a jerk or if they have issues they haven't resolved, it's like the way that you look at it and address the situation, how you make decisions going forward and how you interact with them is completely different. So because we know that it's absolutely crucial for us to protect our happy headspace and really try to give our energy to things that drive us forward and are aligned with our main priorities, this is just so important. So having people in our lives that make us feel shitty about ourselves or constantly running us down or being considerate or hurting our feelings is not part of the program. 
And I think that it's also so crazy important because if you really take the time to think of it in this way, when you're in different situations, you will absolutely make the best decisions when interacting with them and also how much you should actually interact with them. So right off the bat, let's define our terms. What do we consider a jerk? And what do we consider someone who hasn't worked through their own issues yet? My goal in doing this is to clearly outline with examples and characteristics and actions that people may take because I think that there is a very fine line. This is where it gets tricky because a lot of times the choices people make, it's a very fine line of what's behind it. But I think it's very important to lay this out and spend time on this because if we do the work now, if we think through this and, you know, like these podcast episodes, I think are so th- – these topics that I bring up I think are valuable and worth hitting pause on life and just focusing on this, just focusing on the relationships you have in your life and when people don't treat you in a way that makes you feel good – what is what does it mean and what's behind it? I think that if we really separate out these two, you will have so much you have you will have so much less conflicts and headache and and spend less time with you know like in pain and in turmoil because we're going to put distance with people who are actual jerks and then we're going to learn the best ways to approach people who aren't treating us great, but we can tell that it's because of their own unresolved issues. All right, first up, jerks. We're starting with it. To me, a jerk is someone who sometimes, now not all of these examples will of course apply to every jerk. I'm just giving you lots of examples. So a jerk can be someone who puts themselves first. So they're a good friend, but like only when it works for them. Oftentimes, the conversation is 90% about them and 10% about you. Um, Or jerks sometimes just say things just to be mean, and they don't take accountability for for their actions. Oftentimes, if you look at how they treat people, not just you, it's easier to see who they actually are. So say you have a friend who something good happens to her husband, and like she's kind of jealous of him, like she's not even happy for him. Well, like that, if she's kind of jealous, that couldn't be a little bit of her own issues. But I'm thinking like, listen, if someone can't even be happy for her own husband's successes, how could they be happy for my successes when I'm a friend? Like if that's how they are with their spouse. It's often easier to see who they actually are if you also look at how they treat other people. I think it's also very important to believe people when they show you who they are. I am naturally an eternal optimist, but it can be a very big disadvantage in this situation because sometimes I'll keep thinking like they will, like I love them. They will see this. They will, they will change. This isn't who they really are when the reality is if someone shows you who they are over and over again and they, the opportunity comes up and they stomp on you or make you feel insignificant or use you as a convenience friend. Like when it's good for them, you know, they really show up. But then when something else that they consider better comes along, they fully, they fully toss you to the curb. Like they're showing you who they are. So it's no longer their responsibility. It's now your job to recognize it and protect yourself appropriately. Here are some straight up examples of 
of characteristics of jerks. Here we go. Sometimes jerks will mind manipulate you, like give you full guilt trips, right? And just try to twist the conversation to often make you kind of like question your own your own thoughts like gaslighting, right? People who gaslight deny facts and rewrite history and, you know, make you like think, make you kind of almost confused about what you think. You're like, what just happened? Was I just mind manipulated? Like what the hell? Next, they have a lack of compassion or empathy. So often, you know, it's people who are always causing fights. You know how if you haven't talked to – like, you know if you have a friend who's constantly picking fights for no good reason and you haven't heard from them in a while, like you haven't texted, you're like, oh my God, she's mad. I know she's mad. And it's and you haven't done anything, but you just know, like, if I haven't heard from her, that means she's mad because she's always picking a fight. That is, first of all, not healthy for you. And this that's the whole point of this podcast is to set ourselves up for relationships that are healthy and make us feel fulfilled and seriously reduce our interactions with people who drain us and don't make us feel great about it, ourselves. So I, I think that oftentimes jerks have no accountability, like they'll blame you for everything. And oftentimes they have like a revisionist history of things. Like they'll just change all the facts of what happened just because like they just don't care. Like they're just often missing this this quality of like compassion or empathy, you know, to where it's just like they're always critical, they're quick to judge, no accountability, they blame you for everything. Um, a lot of times jerks just want control, like they want control of every part of the relationship. Another thing that I think is a big red flag of jerks is they dispose of friends, right? They can abruptly end a friendship or a relationship and they have no empathy about it. That is often the sign of a jerk because that's not a that's not a quality of a genuine friend, right? So again, seeing how people behave, not just towards you, but how they treat other people. Maybe they've had three friends, like good friends that they dispose of and they have this revisionist history, how it's all their fault and they have no empathy towards losing that friend that was their friend for, you know, 10 or 20 years. Like that's that's a problem. And I think that as much as I really, the eternal optimist in me would like to think that there aren't just like actual jerks, like narcissists and people who um, who exploit people and just do mean, awful things, the reality is there are. And I guarantee we all know some of them to some degree, right? There's obviously levels. So people who do, you know, awful, awful, terrible things to people who end up in jail, it's a different level. And then other people could just actually just be assholes. Like whatever it is, they just are. And we are going to go through in the second section of this podcast, how we are actually going to do it. The blueprint, how you're going to deal with jerks, because it's completely different than how you're going to deal with people in your life with issues. Okay, so let's finish defining the terms, then we'll get on to the blueprint and the tactics. So let's talk about someone with issues. Now, you and I, if you are listening to this podcast, you are someone who takes time to get in the mental gym and strength train, train your mind, think about how we want to be in the world, what are our priorities, what do we want to be like, how do we want to show up, and when when our issues come up, how do we how do we work to fix them? We all have issues. And for me, I feel like it's a constant 
It's a constant working at your issues to where you have as few issues as possible, being honest with yourself and recognizing it. And I think that sometimes issues can be more long-term and once you work on them, they actually are kind of solved and then you don't have that issue anymore. And other things will kind of be a work in progress. You'll you'll see something that you've worked on kind of rear up and you're like, whoop, I see that issue coming back. I need to actually work on that right away. I did a podcast, man, a while back. It was such a good one, like just a such a good concept, not patting myself on the back, but just a such a good concept and it's how to be awesome at controlling your crazy Look that one up. It is, it's just about we all have crazy moments. We all have these moments where our issues, our issues get the best of us and we lose our mind. And I think that it benefits us so much and the people that we love, the people in our world, if we can recognize when our issues have, have gone have gotten loose and we kind of have this moment of crazy, coming back to center and controlling our crazy before it gets out of hand can save you so much heartache and so much you know, so much regret, uh, so much unnecessary chaos. It's so valuable. And my kids, I talk to my kids about it all the time. And sometimes when one of my kids is just somehow losing it, just like frustrated or whatever, and just like really going off, going out of control, I'll just say, woohoo, take a beat, walk away and control your crazy. And they know now that means like, okay, I got it. Like I, and listen, it's not always received great. Like no one wants to be told to control their crazy, but it's almost like a light switch. Like I'm like, hello, you're not being yourself. You're about to get worse. Walk away, control your crazy and recenter. Because a lot of times that's when we, that's when we do things we regret or create a real headache for ourselves or hurt people that we love because it's not always easy to control our issues or to control our crazy. So we all have issues, some at times more than others, and it's a constant work in progress to resolve our issues. But sometimes people aren't working on their issues or they have lots of issues. Their behavior can be similar to that of a jerk's behavior, but if you look closely, there's a, usually a very clear difference. Like, a very clear difference if you look at what was actually said or what was actually done or the you know different patterns of how your experiences with someone have gone right like if you look closely at it usually again it's tricky and it's a very fine line but i'm going to give you examples of what like kind of the qualities of someone with unresolved issues are then i'm i'm going to give you some qualities then some examples here we go some examples projection. Like someone can put their own negative emotions on you. It's their own insecurities or unresolved issues, right? Like misery loves company. An example, I know a one of my husband's friend's wife, okay? So like my husband has a friend and that friend's wife used to call me when she was mad at her husband, like say our husbands were off together, right? Say they went out for a boy's day and she got mad. She would call me like during the boy's day and try to feed me things that would make me mad too. And it was very, I was very quick, even though I've only had this realization very recently, I was very quick even then years ago to realize like, like at first naturally, you know, as she would kind of try to poke at me and like tell me things like, did you know they went to this bar? Did you know that they were only planning on staying out for this long, but now this is the new plan? And it was very easy. It was very quick for me to, I mean, obviously instantly you're like, what? But then you're like, no, no, no. 
I'm actually good. Craig called me. He gave me the breakdown, what he's checked in, like not checked in like a, like a, like a child, but you know, like he's touched base with me and we have dinner plans tonight. It looks like he's going to make the dinner. I'm actually good. I'm thrilled because I want him to go out in the universe and be happy, independent of me, and then come back, and we have stuff to share, and he feels supported in our relationship that I value what's important to him. Even though I would rather him not drink, I'd rather him not like over drink with buddies. Um, I mean, that's this is years ago. This is that's changed. This has changed a little bit more now that his health conditions are so much more extreme. Like there is no over drinking in our lives anymore. But in that moment, I was like, listen, I understand how you feel, but that's just not how I feel. And, you know, she just wanted, she wasn't being a jerk, even though, even though she was trying to make me mad because she wanted to tell me things that would make me mad. And then I'm calling Craig and then, then, you know, she's mad at her husband. I'm mad at my husband. Maybe they end early because all the wives are mad. Oh shoot. Let's just go home. Let's, you know, face the music. But also she had unsettled issues in her own self. Like she's, you know, if, if the boys did anything, she's instantly upset and, She wanted misery in her company. And I had to be very clear that I'm like, I understand fully that you are upset and you feel disrespected. For me, I just don't feel that way because I had to stop this process of her calling me um, to try to get me fired up. And a lot of times when people do this, it's exaggerated things, right? Like she's so upset the, 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 the version of the story that I was getting was exaggerated anyway. So it just wasn't doing anyone any good. So I think that that's one big takeaway when you're working with people with issues is you have to, you have to slow them down and just say, I understand that you feel this way. I just don't. Okay. That's projection. Next mood swings. People can be angry or irritable with you without clear reasons. So rather than just being like, God, They're just so irritable. What a jerk. I think that if we look closely, we can see they're not actually trying to be a jerk. They're not trying to be hurtful to me. They're just moody, you know? They're just not as, they're going through a season of life where they're unhappy at home with something or unhappy with themselves with something and they have unresolved issues and their moodiness is not a function of just trying to be angry with me or irritable with me. It's just them. It's just a projection of their own issues. They're in a funk. They feel like shit. Whatever issue it is, whatever they're unhappy with in their life or with themselves, it comes out in mood swings often. Another example, overreacting. They can have a big reaction to a minor issue because they have a heightened emotional sensitivity. If you saw my Instagram post um, maybe two weeks ago, I posted a, I had a little heart, a little acrylic sign posted that I put on the door as we go out the door, like go through the garage out the door. And it says something to the effect of the headspace that you are in when you leave this house determines the type of day that you have. So get in the best possible emotional headspace and have an awesome day. And I think that's really true. People can overreact. Because they're already at a level nine when they start the day. Like if 10 is max irritation, or you know, they're at a nine. So one simple thing will cause them to overreact and have a big reaction to a minor issue because they have a heightened emotional sensitivity. 
Next quality, blame shifting. Like it's all your fault. Like it can't be my fault. They're defensive because they know they have these insecurities. They have these things they're beating themselves up about. So they're going to shift the blame. Like it's all your fault. Next, similar to mood swings is inconsistency. Like they change their mind often. Um, Sometimes you don't know what version of them you're going to get, right? Like they could seem like, you know, mild, like bipolarism, like, oh, what version of her are we going to get today? Just because she's going through issues. Some days the issues are more at bay and some days they're on fire. So you might get that inconsistency. Next, jealousy and envy. They feel inadequate in some way so they can be competitive and not happy for your wins. In the business world, I absolutely love this saying that goes like, nobody above you is shitting on you ever. You know, it's like, because they're winning, like they're out there doing the stuff. They're not judging you and criticizing you because they're, you know, one step ahead of you. Whereas the people who feel like they're a couple steps behind you in whatever aspect of life are the ones who would try to um, break you down or criticize you because they're jealous and they're envious of where you might be in a different, in, in some sort of area of your life. Next, they might be like needy and clingy, like overly dependent on you, which can be emotionally super draining, but it's because they have issues. They could feel lonely and it just can lead to neediness. Next, they may talk behind your back because they feel insecure. Another example for you. I know this woman and it's pretty kind of like I know and I've heard other people kind of say similar. It's kind of known across the board. If you have a discussion with her about something or someone that's not negative in any way, right? That's just like a neutral conversation. Um, it will be flipped and it will be repeated in a negative way, right? Causing unnecessary stress and headaches. Now, I know this woman is actually a really sweet person. She's a caring wife and mother. She just has issues she hasn't resolved yet. And by doing this, kind of taking conversations with people and turning them into something that they're not, she gets attention. And she gets close to people by sort of confiding in them some sort of secret about something that she's actually made up in her head, right? So she'll take kind of a neutral situation, exaggerate it, put her spin on it, call that person. Hey, I was talking to so-and-so and we were talking about if you were going to the concert and then she actually said, why would she go? You know what I mean? Like something like that, that it's voice inflictions, it's exaggeration, and she takes something that's totally totally harmless. And in fact, could have been like a positive. Oh, do you know if she's going to the concert? Like something totally neutral slash positive and turns it into something that's like controversial and maybe negative and judgy. Like it's just unnecessary. And it's so unfortunate that this happens all the time. It's her own issues. She wants to feel connected with people and she's figured out that you know, even though it's so not healthy, it's like this bonding with people, right? So then she becomes close to them and she gets attention and praise from them. Like, thank you so much for telling me. Like, thank you for giving me the heads up when actually it was this big thing that was created out of something that didn't actually exist. And it's because of her own issues. Now, this is why it gets so tricky. That sucks, right? Now you have this headache that you have to deal with. That friend comes back to you. You have to explain yourself. Do they actually believe me? But then when you look back at it, 
Again, such a tricky fine line. I think a lot of times in these situations, you will realize even though it was shitty and unkind, it's the root of her own issues. It's her own issues. She wasn't actually like trying to be mean spirited. She wasn't trying to stomp on you and trample you. It's just she has these raging issues that she hasn't gotten control of. It's like a freight train out of control. And so this is a way. And some people have patterns, right? Patterns of how they, how their issues come out. And once you can kind of identify the issues, then you can have the idea how the issues come out. You can kind of better decide how you're going to deal with it. So here's your blueprint, right? We've outlined what's a jerk and what's someone with issues. And even though there can be overlap and we really need to kind of like look back through our experiences with them and even in just specific situations, look back and be like, okay, how did it start? What's this? What's this? What does this seem like? I think that you can really easily in most situations figure out, okay, I think that this falls under the jerk category. I really do. Or you can think, man, I can I can see that these are the issues she just hasn't resolved yet. And that's why she did this. She wasn't trying to be mean to me. She just can't get control of her own shit in her head right now, right? So here's your blueprint. How do you approach both? Let's go with the jerks first because it's way easier. Here we go. Don't engage in an argument because it's not worth it. The best approach with someone who you just know is just a flat out jerk, right? Distance. And some people, you have the option of completely removing them from your life. Say it's a friend and you know, they've shown you time and time again that they are narcissistic. They mind manipulate you. The relationship is mostly about them. They want control. Um, they deny the facts. They're always mad. They're causing fights. They don't have remorse. They don't have empathy. They're most likely a jerk. And if they're your friend, guess what? You don't have to be friends with them. Even if you've been friends with them for 20 years, if they are constantly showing who they are, it's your job to make the best decisions for your emotional well-being. And with jerks, it's often not worth the time to explain how they hurt you or how how they disregarded your feelings because you're not going to get anywhere. They're a jerk and you only have so many minutes in a day and it's just not worth your bandwidth. You know who they are. So the best is don't even engage. Like if even if someone that I know is a jerk will try to like come at me, we'll just agree. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. It ends it, right? There is absolutely no reason to ever battle or engage in an argument with someone who's just flat out an asshole. Like there's nothing good will come of it. Just agree. Even if you wholeheartedly disagree, who cares? It ends it. And then you continue on. And even though you might be like frazzled by that interaction, you limited it as you end it as quick as you can and you get the hell out of there. And then you go on, you recalibrate, change your mood, get a yummy coffee, get your favorite lunch, go on a run, whatever it is you do to recalibrate and then reset your mind. And listen, how lucky are you that you get to go on and reset and that person just gets to be by themselves and be a jerk, right? And everyone knowing they're a jerk is they treat everyone like a jerk. Not okay. So that's your blueprint for approaching a jerk. It's actually pretty simple. Distance. If you can remove them completely, do it. If it's someone you can't remove completely, distance them as much as you can. But here's the other thing. Do not lower your standard of who you are. I tell my kids this all the time. Do not lower who you are 
because someone else lowers their standard of who they are, right? Like don't treat a jerk like a jerk because then you've acted like a jerk and then you're not being true to who you actually want to be. So that's always the best way. Distance, don't engage in an argument, separate, right? Now, trickier. What's your blueprint for how to approach approach someone with issues? First, give them grace. Understand that, listen, we don't know all the rocks in people's shoes. It's clear that they need to work through these issues that they have. Your approach depends on how close you are to them. If you are close to them and it's worth your energy and you think it will, that they're at a phase in life where it could be helpful, you can tell them, hey, I know this is not actually the person you are, right? Like something like non-judgmental, take the guard down, give them grace. I, I just know this isn't who you are, right? Give them time, give them space. Again, if you feel close to them, I would give them those gentle things that are just like simple, very simple. Offer support, offer like a healthy space for conversation, right? Like I'm here for you. You know, listen, like I've been in I've been in different times of my life where I wasn't always in the best headspace. I am 100% here for you for non-judgmental conversations anytime. I am here for you. Even if someone has hurt you, but you know they're not a bad person, they're just going through shit, that's the best way. Even though it doesn't feel natural because they just did something that hurt you. But if you can tell that they didn't mean to, even if they didn't apologize, but they're just going through issues, this is the best. Also, be honest about how their, their actions affected you. Hey, when you and I had that conversation on the phone about, um, about you know, whatever, an argument I had with my husband and I asked you not to share it and then I learned that you shared it with two other people, that was really hurtful. Like, I trusted you and that hurt my feelings. I know you probably didn't mean to hurt me, but it really hurt me deeply and I'd like to not feel like that again, right? So you're telling them. You're not you're not letting them get out of it, right? Because they have issues to work through doesn't mean they have a free pass on life to walk on you. Completely the opposite. It's more like be honest, be straightforward, but also have empathy and grace. Give them time and space, offer support. But but the other thing is we still need to protect our healthy headspace. So it's important to keep boundaries, even if it's someone that you love, but have boundaries, right? So their negative stuff doesn't impact you. It's very easy for this stuff to affect us more than we realize. And then all of a sudden, we have those same issues. Guess what? It's like contagious because it's very easy. If you talk to someone every single day and they're talking to you in this headspace with all their issues and you let it keep going and whatever, it's very easy for you to take on those issues. And maybe now you're talking badly about other people and, you know, having different jealousy issues. I'm telling you, it is so important to take the time to know the difference. If it's a jerk or someone with issues, because then you have a plan for how you're going to proceed, right? When something happens with someone, how are you going to react? Thinking through these things as they're happening and kind of ahead of time 
It makes you really act with intention and protect your healthy headspace rather than just reacting harshly without really thinking through like, how do I feel about this? How is this person to me? You know, and also sometimes people go through different different seasons. So say someone has been like a really great supportive friend for you for like five years, right? Like super supportive and positive. And right now they're going through a funk and they're not like that anymore. It's much easier to give them grace because you're like, I knew, I know who they are at their core. They're just going through stuff right now. So I am here to support. Um, the, the tricky part is people with issues that haven't worked through knowing how to, you know, keep those boundaries, but also know when you have to walk away at least for now, because that's the hard part is if someone has issues and they're not working on them, it doesn't seem to be get, be getting better. It seems to be getting worse. Then in that case, maybe you might need to just take a pause on the friendship and just give it space. And you don't even need to tell them. You just like give some natural distance and just give them time and space to work through it. And that is just if you see it really affecting you. Like, listen, this is not healthy for me anymore. It's causing me way more mental stress and headache and it's just unnecessary. Then just push back a little bit. Like, you don't even need to make a big thing about it. Give it a beat. Give yourself some space. And then maybe in six months, the person has kind of worked through it. And, and gotten better regulated. And then you kind of come back and you pick up and then you, and then you continue on. The whole thing is protecting your healthy headspace. And we're going to go through this world and there are going to be people who try to disrupt our headspace and criticize us and bring us down or walk on us or make us feel terrible about ourselves. And I'm telling you, the most important thing is how we feel about ourselves and that conversation that's constantly going on in our head. The words the words we speak and the words that we think create create the reality in which we're living in. So I think that it's so crazy important to constantly audit what you let in and your influences and the people you around, the friendships and relationships that you have with different people. If someone is being a jerk or if someone has unresolved issues, it's so important to recognize which one is it and then react accordingly. And make decisions accordingly. And always remember how important it is, how important your emotional well-being is, right? That's what it's all about because it's so easy to let this stuff continue. And then you wake up in a year and you're like, how am I depressed? How am I depressed? And how am I talking negative all the time? And this isn't me. This isn't who I want to be. We have to be very aware every single day of the people that we're talking to, the energy that we let in, and the headspace that it brings us in. I really think that this whole concept of separating a jerk versus someone with unresolved issues is so valuable in our lives and will really help us make the best possible decisions in our friendships and our relationships and really minimize the amount of headache and heartache and stress that we go through. Stress is real and it can be so damaging on your body and just affect your health so much, right? We don't see it like other things, so it's hard to think of it like that. But man, stress on the body can really do a number. So our job is to protect our happy headspace and to reduce our stress as much as possible. And one big way we do that is how we react to conflicts and how we react to 
negative people in our lives. So that's it. That is your plan. We identified jerks versus people with unresolved issues, your new approach to it. And I really think if you think about it this way, you will feel so much freedom and clarity when it comes to complicated relationships. It's been a game changer for me and I hope it is for you. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out and have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.